Hello, everybody. And welcome to The Wench Bench, where friends sit and talk about, you know, fabulous fictional females and their stories and how they influenced us throughout our lives. My name is Fonda. And my name is Allison. Today, Allison's taking on... Blah, blah, blah. Today, Allison is taking us on what will be a journey. Um, <laughs> just to get it out there right now, this is part one of... Maybe four. four. We are currently at four. Currently. So to to let you know, this is the first time we're doing a, a not a two parter even, but a parter. I guess a a quarter series. Yeah. To say, Allison has a lot of wonderful female characters that she wants to talk about from True Blood. Yeah. Uh, so much so that she's like, why don't I just do four parts right now? Things could change yeah. about the different characters in it. And I was like, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. Why don't I just do all of them? So we're they'll be split up between mine and hers. But for the next three after this, Allison's are going to be focusing on True Blood characters. Yes. I actually just finished rewatching the whole series. So that's kind of <laughs> got me in the mood. <laughs> because like it's just it's all so fresh in my mind and True Blood is one of those like comfort series it's for me. It's a comfort me. series for me. Yeah, it it's probably says a lot about me and just my like tad, mental state. Just a tad Allison. <laughs> a horror drama freaking sex sex like it's it's just all like trauma and like emotions and oh it's god <laughs> but i love it and in my opinion it has probably one of the strongest like first seasons of oh. i think any television show the first season is like holy shit the first when, season is amazing okay i know the first i know the show's been out for a while Yes. When I was in grade eight, I remember someone was like, hey, Fonda, want to come over and watch True Blood? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sure. I she just met no. you in grade eight. I want to be friends with you. Yeah, I would love to come over and watch something with vampires. Right away, there was a dude fucking a chick behind a dumpster. Literally, like, every episode. That was sex. the first, yeah. that was my first episode. I don't know what episode that was in the season, but I remember witnessing that, and she's like, it's fun, right? And I was in a place in my life, Allison would know this, I was very sheltered with sex things, and so I was like, I'm good. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so how long has it been out? So True Blood is an HBO TV series based on novels by Charlene Harris oh, titled you... The Southern Vampire Series. It's called The Southern Vampire That's Series? That's what it's called. I've never read them. I love them. <laughs> Apparently they're relatively similar. I personally have never read them, so we're not going to be talking about those today. Okay, good to um, know. But the TV show started in 2008 Ran for seven seasons, ending in 2014. In 2008? 2008 was That's when season one That's almost 13 years. <laughs> and I only know that because I started dating my husband in 2008. <laughs> so whenever anyone's like, 2008, I immediately know how yeah. long it's been yeah. for that time. So I, probably among many people, watched this show when I was in high school, which was probably not... I don't think I was the target demographic. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, they might not have intended it to be, but nothing... I don't think any, like, adult show ever thinks 
like, hey, teens are going to watch it. Because we just do whatever we want as teens. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's been tons of teens who've probably watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I remember, because obviously we were not allowed to watch this at my house either. That was not a thing. Um, but I remember going over to my grandparents' house and my sister and I <gasps> would... Grandparents no, we had a movie store just up the street and so we would wait until the the season came out on dvd we would go up we would rent the entire season and we would binge the season in a weekend <laughs> they're only ever like seven to ten episodes so like it wasn't horrible but we would watch the entire season in like a weekend and then return it <laughs> that's a big deal like it was for any deal. listeners that are are you know uh 10 years younger than us, <laughs> I'm going to say. That's a big deal to watch a whole series in a weekend. It's not like, I mean, now with all these streaming services, you can watch series within a day. Yeah, and like, I haven't, I've only ever watched the show, like, beginning to end mm -hmm. through twice. Mm -hmm. But I've seen the first, like, first, I've seen the first season probably five times. Okay. Like, I just... I love the season. It's kind of a complete story. It's one of those things that, like, the first season, you really don't know if you're going to get continued. So you kind of tell a yeah. whole compact story. It's an excellent season of television. And I remember, I'm not sure exactly how, like, true any of this. It's really hard to, like, like narrow down and find concrete facts about the about what people were saying about a television show, not what people were writing about it. That's true. But, Fandoms were different. Yeah. Like, I remember live at the journal. time... <laughs> live journals. Live journals in MySpace. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Did you ever have... Just, like, quick, did you ever have a live journal? I did. I 100% had a live journal. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't have the password to it anymore. I know. I it's lost to the ether of the internet. Uh. Because I don't want to read what I wrote <laughs> That is not a time travel trip I want to take. <laughs> Fair. But, um, but kind of at the time, I feel like this was the show that, like, really solidified the, like, HBO is the adult channel. Mm. Because this show, more so than, I think, all the other shows, I haven't watched, like, that many HBO shows, mm -hmm. but, like, it was sex in every single episode, multiple times. When I was re-watching this, Nick would come downstairs, and I swear to God, every single time he fucking came downstairs... There's people fucking. There, there were people fucking, and he's like, are you just watching porn? And I'm like, no, there's a story. You're like, there's plot. <laughs> but it is a lot of sex. But, like, that's one of the things that I think that I latched onto so much about it, is mm -hmm. at that time in my life, I... Sex wasn't really a thing that we talked about at my house, oh, and I've same. always found it very, like, interesting in, like, an actual, like, educational purpose, not, like, horny all the time kind of interesting, but actually, like, oh. a, um, as a part of life and as a part of connection and mm -hmm. the way that people, like, live together and, like, experience life together. So I've always found it to be, like, an actual, like, interesting thing to learn about in, like, even in a science sense, too. And so watching this show where they were exploring... Like, they were exploring sex, relationships, trauma, supernatural like... Supernatural um, things. Supernatural stuff. But a lot of this show uses vampirism and, like, monster kind 
as an allegory and a metaphor for otherness in the real world. So they... Oh. Yeah. Okay. I... Okay. Yeah. So they use it to explore, like, LGBTQ rights and, like, civil rights and, like, discrimination and xenophobia. And so they use it as a way to heighten and explore these things in a supernatural way that would make people be like, oh, well, I really like this vampire. It's shitty that these people are being mean to them. And it's like, it's shitty when you're being mean to a person because they're gay too, or because they're a different skin color than you. It's like, it's kind of using it in that way. Yeah. But it, or cause they're poor or cause they're poor. And it also doesn't shy away from actually having those issues in there as well. So there is still like other race issues and those kinds of things. So they didn't just forget about the issues that they're, using as a metaphor That's so important. they they use both of them don't get me wrong it's a show from 2000s there's problems <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna ask if that's something that you would discuss or if you're gonna leave it as is because you want to focus strictly on the oh it's good to talk about the things that aren't great yes but it's also good to understand that when something is a product of its time, it's good to be aware it's a product of its time. But yeah. it's good to acknowledge the more positive, the more progressive things that it did do. Yeah. And this show did do a lot of, like, progressive and positive things. Um, in the next episode that I do, when we talk about a character named Tara, she is the black female. Like, one what? of the, like, or she is the, like the black best friend, which is a, it's a horrible trope. Um, and unfortunately her character falls into a lot of like quite negative stereotypes in Mm. regards to, um, black female characters. And it's really unfortunate, but like the more I watched the show, the more that I came to appreciate her character and the depth that the actress has brought to it. Um, there were definitely better ways that they could have handled it. There will be a little sidebar into her cousin who is Lafayette. He is fucking amazing. Um, (laughs) one of the one of the most in my development iconic queer characters that I've ever seen on television. Oh. Um he's wears makeup and calls people hooker all the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll okay. be getting into those two and that's kind of that is the biggest pitfall of the show is how it has treated its characters of color, which is quite unfortunate. Oh. Um a product of his time it's one of those things that it's like i can see where its pitfalls are but i still i still love the show and it's still really fun and all the characters i still think that the show has value that's good so going back to again who who (laughs) specifically are we focusing on today so today we are focusing on sookie stackhouse she is our main heroine of the show um sookie Sookie. Sook, like, how do I spell it? S-O-O-K-I-E. Um, I would have thought there would have been a U. No. Okay. Um, so pretty much anybody who's in the True Blood fandom and anybody who is even tangentially involved in the True Blood fandom has a way that we all, like, recognize each other okay. by the way we say Sookie. Because there's a character named Bill who we will get into. Uh, okay, um, who okay. she falls in love with, and he says it, Sookie. This like <laughs> this really low like Sookie Stackhouse. And it's like everybody has southern accents. It takes place in the south. It's fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like there are videos of the actors from the whole show. Like every actor on the show has a way of mimicking the way that he says it, and it's like this huge joke. Because <laughs> 
everybody makes fun of him for it because it's just it's it's, he doesn't even say it that bad i'm 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 looking up like i'm laughing because while doing it i there's a lot of characters in the show so so i wanted to bring up the imdb cast list so i could see the visuals and i'm just kind of finding it funny as i'm doing that because i can see yeah, the, they're like you know, like when you can tell how someone's moving their mouth to pronounce a word. Yeah, I picture it for this person <laughs> that you're yeah. talking about. And the funny part is that he's English, so he has like a hard British accent. He never did a Southern accent before he came to like really interview for the job, and he got it. And then him and Anna Paquin, who plays Suki, oh, fell in love. Anna and Paquin. Anna Paquin. I hope. I hope you get in some other good roles because the X-Men universe did you wrong it when they introduced so when just a side tangent very quickly I hope this is okay when they introduced Rogue as like the main person you were exploring the X-Men from you know like she had this traumatic experience that by touching her boyfriend she killed him mm-hmm. and then she's going through all this other stuff and it's like she's like the main character we're learning everything through and then the next ones come because it was a box office hit and it's just like she's no longer a focus character anymore and i I feel like they did her dirty i know so i'm glad they didn't do her no she is like the main character of the of the whole shebang and her and stephen moyers the actor who plays bill uh they fell in they met on the set and they ended up falling in love and they got married how cute and they have babies now how and you can 100 percent tell like the chemistry that they that that brings to their like relationship on screen it's just it's freaking electric it's incredible um and we're gonna get into that too but we're gonna quickly take you through a quick information about the world of true blood before we like really get into it tldr me allison i will i'll try so as i mentioned it takes place in louise like a southern town louisiana it is fictional um named bon tomp the bon, story Bon Tomp. Bon Tomp. Bon Tomp. <laughs> also, like it's really hard not to just like want to talk in a southern accent. Bon because tomp. that's like thinking of this show, all I hear is everybody's th- southern accents. Um and it's just it bombards you. Nice, nice. <laughs> the story mostly follows Suki, a telepathic waitress that we meet first. Um, as she is waitressing at the local watering hole titled Merlots, or called Merlots. Okay. Yes. I thought you were going to say Merlot. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> um, the show, as we've covered, deals with a lot of adult themes. Uh, it's classified as a fantasy, horror, drama kind of blend of genres. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to kind of so that I can kind of reference them a little bit more. I'm going to give like a one sentence explanation of each season. There's only seven um, and they're pretty quick. So season one deals with a serial killer who is murdering women who are sympathetic towards vampires, also known as fang bangers. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the derogatory term for people who fuck vampires. <laughs> I hate it. It's so, Rhyme, fang and bang. Let's call it 
fang bangers. Yeah. I'm just getting a really weird visual image where it's just the teeth doing the... Well, because that's a lot of, like, the, the visual aesthetics of... Like vampires and penetration and yeah. like everything and danger and it all kind of mixes together to make everything like this fucked up, scary blob of sexy that doesn't make sense but works for some people, me included. <laughs> Fawn has always been more of a werewolf gal. Don't get I, me wrong. I, werewolves are coming. They are. <laughs> of course, more werewolves than one exist. way. In all the ways. In all the ways they're coming. <laughs> find a 2,000 year old vampire uh, season 2 in order to find a 2,000 year old vampire Sookie must infiltrate the Church of the Sun a group of anti-vampire religious fanatics run by Steve and Sarah Newlin meanwhile her childhood best friend Tara has fallen in with a mysterious wealthy woman named Marianne who turns out to be a maenad an immortal follower of Dionysus oh that season it's just orgies everywhere because of Dionysus yeah, just drinking and orgies and Wait, parties. is Dionysus their own one, or is this Dionysus? Oh, Dionysus, sorry. That's I okay. I it wrong. I just wanted to... I always to... said Dionysus, but that was my bad. I just wanted to double check, because yeah. I was like, Same maybe guy. there's an influence, and they just had to adjust it nope. for things. Okay, same nope. dude. Same dude. Same Greek Different... god, yeah. all about parties and wine. One of them read it when I was younger a lot. Hey, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get you. I 100% understand. Yeah. So season two is wild. Okay. Just off the charts. Okay. Totally wild. Okay, bonkers. Um, season three, uh, we are introduced to the were creatures, specifically werewolves and were panthers, because fuck, why not? <laughs> I love a multitude of were creatures. <laughs> Werebears, hello. Yes. Uh, we also get a new antagonist in Russell Edgington, a very powerful vampire who does not want to fool to who does not want to follow the rules laid down by the Vampire Authority, which is like vampire um, government. His last name is Edgington. It's Edgington because he's um, an edge lord. Is he an edgy boy? No. Oh my gosh, he is played by. Let me find this actor's oh, name. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Russell Edgington is played by Dennis O'Hare and it's just he seems to just have the most fun he gets to like rip people's hearts out and like just murder and kill everybody and oh my gosh he just seemed like he had so much fun on this show um, and just really had fun with the character and it's just horribly evil but you love him because he just gets so much joy in being so evil and just murdering people. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I've never felt that, but okay. <laughs> Can't relate. So yeah, uh, he doesn't want to follow the rules that the vampire authority tells you you have to follow. Fair. Um, Tara also experiences some very traumatic events and Suki discovers that she is in fact part fairy, which is why she can read people's minds. So is her brother a fairy? No. It's like a weird bloodline thing. So she has just a little bit of fairy in her. So Not enough that she would have, like, wings. No, I think it's her great-great-grandpa. Uh, 
Um, so she doesn't have wings, but she has a power called her light, where she can actually, like, blast people with, like, light magic, and then she can read people's minds. But she finds out much later that if she uses too much of her light power, um, she can actually lose it, and then she would become... Human? Human. Like, full... Again, like, full human again. So she could use up her fairy powers. Interesting. Um, Very fancy. Season four, Sookie, um returns from a fairy realm where she had been whisked away to. And it turns out she has actually been gone for six months instead of just a few minutes. And everything has changed. (laughs) Don't we just love the Feywilds? It's great. (laughs) What is time? (laughs) What is time in the Feywilds? Let's ask Artagan. Her friends had given up hope of finding her, and Bill is now Vampire King of Louisiana. Because, yeah. <laughs> a coven of witches has also arrived to Bon Tomp, led oh. by Marnie, which is another character. We're going to be talking about a lot of the villains. We're going to have a whole episode on just the villain, female, the female villains of this are show. Are still they're only at four incredible. parts? Or as uh, we no, do this, are you like, the more? villains are their one part. Um, oh. <laughs> then we have a Tara Jessica episode, which is another vampire lady. And then we have like an honorable mentions women where we're just going to run through how badass some of the other female characters are. Okay. It's fine. I have it planned. It's okay. It's well, going to be okay. fine. These okay. are probably going to be really long episodes. I'm not sorry. Okay. <laughs> Um, so this coven of witches arrives and it only becomes a problem when they begin to dabble in necromancy and the vampires must get involved because vampires are dead people. And if you practice necromancy, you can control vampires. (laughs) Oh, this is giving me ideas for Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Right? I never thought of it that way, but they are classified as undead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after being shot, Tara, uh, season five, after being shot, Tara has now been turned into a vampire and the vampire authority is overthrown by a radical vampire group that includes our good guy vamps that we'll get into. So it actually includes a lot of the characters that we've become sympathetic to, okay, um, as well as a now free and healed Russell Edgington because they beat him and buried him under concrete. Um, oh. And now he got free, and he actually healed, and now he's fucking like, shit up again. Fully buried under concrete, yeah. Or like in dirt, which is underneath. No, the like layer of concrete. surrounded by concrete. They had to jackhammer him out. Um, because when you're a vampire, you just rot away for a very long time. You don't die quickly. You don't die of starvation. You just like shrivel. Thanks Kate. for oh, hundreds of years. Um, and in order to upset the whole system, they blow up some true blood factories, which true blood is the synthetic blood that has allowed vampires to come out of the coffin, as it were, in the show. I see. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Settle. that way they don't have to eat humans and they can come and be in public. Um, but they now blow up these factories, forcing vampires to return to their original ways of pro- procuring blood. Um, so keywords are vamp like out of curiosity is it just like North America Mexico like is it just like our certain continents like whole aware world. the whole world whole world is aware the vampires exist okay. they are not aware of other supernatural beings at this point in time how the fuck are they not how 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 can you because other other supernatural creatures in this show are much more secretive um, secretive they don't want people mussing in their business. So they just stay the fuck out of it. I feel like if I lived in this town, 
I'd be like typing a blog up, you know, I'd be like, listen, guys, okay, I saw a werepanther and a werewolf with a vampire tonight. I'm just oh, yeah. saying. They're right? quite insular societies, though, and these are quite small towns. Oh, so okay. they're like far enough away that okay. there's not really a okay. lot of stuff. Like the werepanthers are like their own little town called Hotshot. I feel where like. Where it's just the werepanthers. I feel like Stephanie. No, no, no shade to Stephanie Meyer, but this sounds like Twilight maybe either didn't know True Blood existed or was like, I need to make a teen version of True Blood. Who knows? Because <laughs> small towns, you know, one girl suddenly having weird, similar mind-related powers, one reads minds, mm-hmm. one can't. Oh, hot boys, werewolves... Everybody wants to fuck Suki, apparently. Okay, everyone also. <laughs> um, like, every, like, every single boyfriend she has is supernatural. Oh. It, like, are in the show. Are people just, like, naturally attracted to fairies? Is there yes. something about them yeah. that people and are we'll, like... we'll get into that okay. when we get into that. But yes, fairies are special. Okay, let's keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. I no just worries. thought of some similarities. Okay. Uh, um... Yeah, also in season five, Sookie finds out that her parents were killed by a <gasps> vampire named Warlow. Um, since one of her ancestors, so I think that's her great-great-grandpa, had promised him their firstborn kin of fey blood, which is Sookie, as in, like, here is your fairy bride. <laughs> dick move. Dick. That's yes. A, that's a dick move. It's pretty shitty. Um, so Warlow ended up killing her parents. So that's a thing. Did they kill her parents? Like, were her parents alive up until this season, or were her parents No, dead? sorry. Her parents um, died when she was a child, so she was raised by her grandmother. Got you. Um, Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, and they had always thought that it was just, like, an accident, just like a car crash, but they were actually murdered. Um, so in season six, in retaliation for everything that has happened with the True Blood factories getting blown up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the governor of Louisiana, along with Sarah Newlin, who we mentioned earlier, she's one of the crazy church people, yeah, um, start up a research facility for vampires. It is basically a vampire concentration camp where they can study and torture them. They also create a disease that they plan to distribute through True Blood. When they open up the factories again, they're going to put the disease in it, and they call that Hep V. Yeah. Suki is considering becoming Warlow's bride after she finds out that her parents were planning to kill her um, to keep her from him. What so she's the going. Fuck? She's going through a lot in season six. That's so. <laughs> I c- yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but he eventually shows his true colors and he gets killed. Which is good. Um, we'll talk about Warlow. Don't worry. Uh, this season... Uh, sorry, season seven. The last season? The last season, okay. which is... But it's really hard when like there's there's so much story. I find final seasons are really difficult to get that like truly satisfying ending but i understand why it ended the way that it did and i agree with the way that certain stories ended and that that was the way that it had to end um okay but it was definitely on the decline which is you know fair um this season uh so the last season deals with the fallout after the release of this hep v um and this virus 
basically turns vampires into rage zombies. Oh. Um, really creepy. Like, it's probably one of, the, like, the biggest, like, horror seasons um, of the show. And, at least in my opinion, they begin decimating entire towns. And, like, there's a scene where they go to a town where all of the people have been, like, eaten by vampires or, like, removed from there to be, like, kept in cells and stuff so the vampires can feed off of them. And there's, like, writing on the walls, like, apocalyptic, like, Jesus save us and shit. And it's scary (laughs) and super creepy. And I loved all the zombie vibes of it. Um, Just not really fit in this show. Um, Bon Tomp seems to be the next town on the list and they must find a way to survive through it. Turns out that Sarah Newland had actually drank the cure for this Hep V. And so, so they vampires find her. And as long as they eat from her, they can be cured. Um, one of the other characters ends up taking her and monopolizing her and making a bunch of money on it. That's his happy ending. Ew. Um, oh, oh, I just, oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, I just, no. Well, they can synthesize blood. They've gotten used to that. So they are able to synthesize her blood, but he has the source. Um, and so they begin curing the infected vampires and then the story kind of ends with a lot of drama and a lot of death. Like so many people die. And then we get like a flash forward and everybody's having a happy ending that gets to live and the world goes back to normal and people, it's fine. Um, so yeah, those are, (laughs) those are all the seasons pretty wild. Like it's, it's an intense show. Uh, the werewolves are fine. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, the werewolves are fine. My fluffy, my fluffy <laughs> anthropomorphic doggos. Yeah, they're they're aggressive in the show. Okay, we'll get into it. Okay, when we talk about Alcide, oh. another one of Suki's boyfriends, oh. it's fine. Okay, <laughs> Suki's dated all of the monsters. So, well, I mean, monster fuckers, right? They gotta get around. Sookie's like they queen monster have, fucker, honestly. Got, she must have, like, <laughs> like the experiences. One character that we are gonna talk about in one of the next, on one of the, like, other episodes, her name is Pam. Uh, Pam. She is, she was a sex worker in her, like, old life in, like, the Old West. She is sassy as fuck. <laughs> and she is, like, she does not like Sookie because everybody is obsessed with her, quote, Fairy cunt, unquote. Oh, oh no. Pam is vulgar and so fabulous. And I love Kim. I hate that word. There's certain words that, you know, just like make your, make you, make you not feel great. Yeah. That one is one for me. It's just so funny in a Southern accent. I can't do it. I'm bad at it. Australia say it. It's kind of like their version of bitch. Like, I get it. It's not a bad word. I just don't like hearing it. That's fair. For some reason. It just sounds really aggressive. You know, like the unt part is like an aggressive throat sound. I get it. I get it. Anyway. So. 30 minutes in. <laughs> Let's yeah. really dig into Suki. <laughs> I'm ready. This first episode is always going to be long. The other ones, because I won't have to do so much background, <laughs> will be better <laughs> and quicker. Uh, so Suki Stackhouse is a waitress, as I mentioned. Yep. Um, at the beginning of the show, she is like very naive and innocent, literally like a virgin archetype. So she's never had sex before at the very beginning of the show. Okay. Um, and she's been somewhat sheltered from the cruel world. By her, All, like, grandma? By her grandma. 
Um, and although she has the telepathic abilities, um, and because she has these telepathic abilities, it's kind of ostracized her and made her an outcast in her small town. Um, because it must be pretty hard to hear people's thoughts all the time, especially in a small she town where everybody, she can kind of control it. But when she is having a, um, when she's not emotionally stable, so when she's like stressed, in turmoil like or stressed or anything, she has a harder time controlling it. That's fair. But particularly strong thoughts can break through. And when you're in a small town, everybody's nose is in everybody else's fucking business. And so she has to constantly hear, like, as a waitress, she's hearing, like, guys think about her ass as she's walking away or, like, shit like that. And so she has to kind of try and filter all that away. And I imagine that can make you kind of, the way you deal with that probably makes you seem like a fucking weirdo. And people do think she's a weirdo, but... <laughs> Probably because they assume her reactions are making her socially awkward, is the word I'm Yes. Um, when she was a child, her parents tried to go get her diagnosed in the show, and her, the doctor said she was slow. But it's mm. like, it's because she's hearing everybody's thoughts. It's not because she's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> or not... Fuck yeah. Me. I'm sorry. I hate when someone uses slow. Yeah. It's like the same as someone using the... I don't want to say yeah, the word, no, but... No, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so that happened to, okay. to her. So she grew up pretty, like, ostracized. Luckily, she had a friend in Tara. So Tara is her childhood friend. Um, Tara was also, unfortunately, quite ostracized from the community because her mother was an alcoholic and her father left when she was young. Mm. Um, and they were quite poor. So Tara was over at Sookie's house all the time. Okay. Um, so they kind of grew up like a little closer as like sisters. Um, so that's a very sweet relationship, but yeah, like the, the virgin part kind of comes into it too, because like, can you imagine how hard that would be to be like a teen girl or like just hearing all the thoughts and everything? It's like, how the fuck can you get comfortable enough to like, want to do anything with somebody when you hear all of their unfiltered yeah like purest like, thoughts imagine getting cat called and hearing yeah. what they might be saying outwardly and then th- hearing what they're saying internally yeah i'm i it's horrible it's, it's a fucking like horror show trust people too. yeah if someone's like saying a lie to your face and then you hear what they actually might think on the inside. I think I would have a hard time, like, making connections with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But surprisingly, like, it just made Suki a kinder person. Like, she just, she really wants to help people. She's quite empathetic. She understands that their thoughts are not necessarily their words kind of thing. And so she's extremely understanding and extremely empathetic to her detriment sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, Suki, not only is she a fairy, her family is fae royalty. So Suki is a fairy princess. Oh my god. <laughs> when she finds out, she's like, I'm a fucking fairy princess. <laughs> it's amazing the way Anna Paquin delivers that line and the look on her face. It's so good. Because <laughs> like, can you imagine being like surrounded by all these cool, badass monsters? Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking fairy princess. So how did the other royal... Can you keep going? The fairies... (laughs) There's a bunch of shit that happened in the fairy realms. A lot of them died um, for reasons that we don't really need to get into. Because it doesn't... Like, she doesn't spend a lot of time with the fairies. Okay, Um, okay, 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 okay. I just... That threw me. It's okay. But yeah, it's just funny because she's a fairy princess. 
Um, (laughs) By the time we get to the end of the show, she's gone through so much like heartbreak and she's witnessed violence and atrocities and still has found a way to have faith in people. Um, She holds on to that goodness we see so clearly in the beginning. There are moments, though, where like you really don't know if she's going to be able to like make it back to that kindness again because she does go through just just so much and throughout the show we get to watch her discover herself to learn about the world and to like discover and explore her sexuality and her her passions and her lusts and the things that drive her in a way that she never got to experience beforehand so it's really like a liberating experience for her as much as it is a traumatic experience for her going through life surrounded by monsters (laughs) Another another big weakness in the show um, was just how much Sookie's relationships with her friends are set aside in favor of her romantic relationships, mm. which is why a lot in this episode I'm going to be kind of touching on her romantic relationships specifically, because when we talk about the other characters, we're going to talk about their relationship to Sookie and kind of how they got along more, but a lot of her experience like when we talk about Tara we're going to talk a lot more about Sookie and Tara and how they kind of went together but yeah a lot of her growth came from going through these romantic relationships with these men got you did she Um, have any by chance no she did not there was um there's there's tons of like there's a lot of um queer characters in the show like there's lots Pam specifically um, she's a lesbian, but having been a sex worker, she does have sex with guys, but she definitely prefers the female form, um, and is pretty crass about it, which <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> um, Lafayette is, yes. I'm pretty sure he's yes. gay, but it's, it's not like the, that's the thing is that like on shows like this, where so many people are f- fluid in their sexuality, it's like, they don't give you labels but it's like there's there's a lot of fucking and there's a lot of like noted cross everybody fucks noted noted so to kind of start a little bit more like keep going with like sucky for a little bit um at the beginning of her story as I had mentioned, Sookie's parents died when she was quite young. They found out about the whole contract thing, um, and she was actually saved that night by her fairy godmother. <laughs> of, of all of the monsters to talk about, it is the hardest for me to, like, accept fairies, which I don't understand that block in my mind. Fairies don't seem like monsters to me, though. No, but they are in this well, show. Well, like, I... I mean, like, I've seen weird face shit, too. Yeah. Like, they can get scary. But I think it's just because of, like, you know, childhood renditions of fairies. They're never yeah. really depicted as, uh, you know, vampires or, or witches or werewolves yeah. were. So, <laughs> so I, I just picture, like... It, pretty pretty fairy godmother <laughs> yeah they're pretty when they want to be it's oh yeah yeah <laughs> um so she was saved and then her and her brother jason end up being cared for by their grandmother adele um jason is peak himbo energy very dumb um tries to do the right thing fucks up a lot has a rough road <laughs> goes through some shit um but 
loves his sister, always wants to be there for him. Their relationship is quite, like, cute. Um, because he obviously always knew that he could, like, read minds. And so that's kind of, like, a weird secret that helps to build a relationship. But Adele is such a sweet lady. I, she's definitely the one who, like, taught Suki to be so empathetic and understanding, especially with her gifts. And she was actually the very first person in Bon Temp to open her home to Vampire Bill when he showed up. So Bill was the first vampire to show up in this small town. Okay. Um, so obviously everybody's talking about it. And Adele is just like, yeah, come on in. Because you have to be invited in, in this show. That is a thing. So you have to be invited into the house. So she All invites him in. All the time or just like if you're invited once, you're You can rescind in. their invitation. And then they get like ejected from the house. <laughs> It happens a lot. It's I would fine. love that to be a real life thing with just anybody. If there's someone pissing you off. Yeah. There's, there's like, and then there's like a lot of stuff that they play with too. If you, if you are not the owner of the house, you cannot rescind the invitation and you cannot invite them renting. in. Um, yeah. Like it's, they don't really touch on that because it's a small town. Most people oh, own their oh, houses, yeah. but, okay. <laughs> but like you have to be like specifically like owner of it. Um, and then there's also stuff too in the show where it's like, yeah, just cause you're inside doesn't mean you're safe. They're still extremely strong, powerful creatures. Like they can still <laughs> fuck you up from outside. Yeah. Imagine them <laughs> chucking a rock through a window. Yeah. So, um, it's really cute. She treats Bill like a person and not a monster. So nice. Adele is an absolute sweetheart. As I mentioned, growing up with Tara, that was a really cute little relationship. Very cute friends. But the, a lot of the supernatural things that happened to Tara and Suki, both separately and together, put a large strain on their friendship. And then bad stuff happens to Tara, which we'll get into in Tara's episode. Um, uh, the first great loss we experience with Suki is when Adele is murdered in the first season. <gasps> yes. Uh, it is especially hard because the killer had been intending on killing Suki herself. But Adele happened to be the one home at the time. The show does not shy away from allowing us to witness and experience grief along with Suki. There are two particular big moments that I think of when it comes to like this pivotal moment in her life where she lost the most important figure in her home, the most important family member she has that really made me connect with her. The first was after the killing um, once Adele's body had been taken away and it was no longer a crime scene, Suki spends the rest of the night alone scrubbing the blood from the kitchen because she knows that her grandmother would have hated that her house that she took so much pride in was a mess. And it just showed this, like, this strength in Suki and the sense of responsibility to the ones that she loves. And the second was after a disastrous wake when all of these people are just like, coming into her house and like they're like oh like this is where she died so Suki's hearing their thoughts and they're like oh this is where she died or oh this is what happened and like just that like small town gossip um somebody takes out a pie that her grandmother had cooked and Suki is like that's grand's pie like don't touch that and then she kicks everybody out of the house and so she's like kind of holding on to this last piece of her grandmother and then she eats it one night she like it hits a point where she's ready to let go and she sits there and she eats a whole fucking pie. <laughs> and like, it's just so cathartic watching that. And like, 
experiencing that like it really does settle on grief like a lot of shows do like they're just like oh a person important to this person died and we're just gonna forget about it move on especially in like action shows or shows where there's supernatural things going on they don't focus on that human element Mm -hmm. and true blood does it brings you back to the humanity really well that's nice which is nice and i i love it and yeah, like, it's just, like, and this time in particular, because this is the first time I'm rewatching the show after my own grandmother had died, so I'm just sitting on the couch fucking sobbing. <laughs> like, like a crazy like, person. <laughs> just weeping about a fucking pecan pie. <laughs> but it's good. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, her her empathy and ability to keep caring is what I love so much about her. It is also why I connect with her so much. Um, like, for example, the killer in the first season turns out to be the husband of one of her fellow waitresses and her friend Arlene. Um, and the way Sookie can later put aside her own pain to comfort and empathize with her friend is, like, extremely commendable. It's like, she could have taken that road. It's like, your husband fucking killed my grandma and killed all of these other women. Yeah. Like, but also she saw that Arlene was a victim too, um, because he had lied to her. Mm-hmm. He had like put on a fake accent and he yeah. had manipulated her and tricked her into falling in love with somebody that he wasn't. And so she finds a way to connect, which is so beautiful. Uh, so now we're going to talk about the boys. <laughs> <sighs> And what? Oh boy! <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can. I promise. <laughs> so we're gonna we, start. We with both Bill. haven't had dinner yet. So no, we haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> I'm working hard. <laughs> you got this. I also girl. just got done a 48 hour work week. I am sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to DM tomorrow morning. I sure do. <laughs> um, so we're gonna start with Bill. Bill is Sookie's very first love. Um, their their relationship is so overwhelming and all-encompassing and obsessive, and it's all about, like, lust and temptation and exploration along with danger. So Bill is portrayed by Stephen Moyer, Anna Paquin's actual husband. So the reason why Sookie and Bill connect so much in the first, from the moment they meet, is because Sookie cannot read vampire thoughts. Because they are dead. Ah. So... For the first time in her entire life, she doesn't know what a man is thinking. And it's scary, but exciting. Yeah. And super cool. You're like, this um, is what normal people are. So there's like a few episodes of like, will they, won't they kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like, because uh, she pushes him away because she's scared. <laughs> and then her grandma uh, convinces her to give him another chance. She's like, she's like are you sure you aren't just pushing him away because you're scared because for the first time you don't know what somebody's thinking. And it's like, (laughs) and so it's really sweet. Um, and they have this like crazy, this crazy relationship, (laughs) uh, like all good TV relationships though. It cannot last. Obviously you can't be happy from the first season on. That's not a thing. You're going to date other people because that's how TV shows happen to go, I guess. (laughs) They can't be like, oh, one and done. <laughs> no, uh, but throughout the entire time, Bill is and always will be Sookie's Sir- S- first love. Um, as we talk about vampires, there's a couple extra tidbits about vampires that you must know from this okay, world. Okay. So, vampire blood is extremely 
has a uh, vampire blood has incredible healing properties as well as the ability to be used as a highly addictive drug. Oh, very oh, fun. No. Yeah. Oh, um, no. And if you drink a substantial amount of blood from a vampire, you will have sex dreams about them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, no, it is. No, it is a way for no. them to like, uh, like kind they of a way that the story get you to invite them in their house. Oh! Get you to trust them. No, <laughs> it's extremely manipulative and not okay. But this is fiction, oh! <laughs> and fiction is where we play with things that are wrong, but we oh. find. <laughs> enticing. Oh, I'm having the heebies. It is also a really fun way that the show got to have basically sex scenes between characters that wouldn't normally have sex. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like Jason, who is like pretty straight, ends up having to drink some of the other guy's blood. And so we get some, like, sex scenes between Jason and, like, okay. other characters. And they're very sexy. There's one where he's, like, in a shower with oh, one of the other they people. knew, they, they would, they probably knew people in fanfic.net would love. Oh, 100%. Love those moments. It is excellent. Gosh darn it. If AO3, I wonder if there's that. Keep going. Just um, so they will also... <laughs> Like, after you drink a bunch of their blood, they will also be able to sense your fear and find you if you're in trouble. Um, which is, Cummins very, comes in very handy for Sookie, who is a fucking magnet for trouble. So, very, very useful to have strong vampires who love you coming to fuck shit up if you're in trouble. Okay. Super useful. Okay. Um, also, okay. invasive. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, vampires can smell fairy blood. Um, and it is particularly delicious because they say it smells like sunshine. Which is why vampires like Sookie so much. And if you, a vampire drinks enough fairy blood, they can walk in the daylight for a short period of time. But usually that results in the death of said fairy, which is bad. <laughs> okay. So that's why she's so attractive, like, attractive to vampires specifically. But also apparently all other supernatural people, just for fun. Um, <laughs> so as much as Sookie is enamored with Bill, he is also enamored with her. Many things get in the way of their love, uh, only some of which being social obligations, uh, it not being the right time, Bill turning into a pseudo-god version of Lilith, the first vampire that the fandom knows as, and the show calls Billith, because of course you would. (laughs) Very original. (laughs) And a very sexy, even older vampire named Eric Northman. Who's the next person we're going to talk about? Eric Northman is played by Alexander Skarsgård. Like, a real-life fucking Viking. Dude is gigantic. Like, blonde, blue eyes. Like, muscular, very attractive (laughs) Viking guy. He is roughly a thousand years old in the show. Uh, Owns a vampire nightclub called Fangtasia, where, like, vampires and humans mingle and things go down. He has a kick-ass progeny named Pam, who I mentioned. Oh! Um, and he's also super not a good guy. <laughs> oh, okay. He's also Why really manipulative. Why you say that? Because I love him so much. Uh, <laughs> this coming from the girl who also preferred Spike to Angel in Buffy, so I have a problem. <laughs> it's the bad guys. Hey, at least you know it's a fictional problem. It is a fictional problem, and also the only blonde guys that, like, 
It takes, like, I'm not super into blonde guys. I don't know. It takes a lot. They just happen to be blonde. They just, these two evil vampire dudes just happen to be blonde. Spike, to be fair, is bleach blonde. It was a look in the 90s. It was a look. Bleach blonde tips. Uh, sometimes, kind of. Basically that look. If bleach blonde tips ever come back. Don't. I will write up a very long twit longer because I don't think that's a good look. Personally, personally, don't think it's a good look. Not great. If you like it, you do you. I just think it's not (laughs) very fun. (laughs) So, where Bill grapples with his darkness and hates being a vampire, Eric embraces it. He knows he's a monster and he acts accordingly. Um, Super murderous, super manipulative, will do whatever it takes. Um, he is almost amused by Sookie. He kind of, like, picks at her and, like, needles at her and, like, like he's kind of condescending at moments and it just pisses her off and he's doing it to piss her off because it likes it, like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like pulling a girl's pigtails. Like, he just yeah annoys her because yeah. <laughs> he likes making her angry. <laughs> Ooh, I, uh, I'll... Allison's husband does that to me sometimes. Not for the same reasons. Not for the same reasons, but I know the feeling of someone being like, Yeah, I hate this, and I know it, and I'll keep doing it. And then I'm like, fuck you! (laughs) Uh, But he ends up actually becoming, like, infatuated with her, um, which is not something that he normally does. She is a fairy. Um, She's also just, like, a genuinely good person. I don't think he really has that a lot in his life. Oh. Because he really doesn't have that a lot in his life. Pam is a stone-cold bitch, and I love her so much. (laughs) Stone-cold bitches. Uh, In the second season, he actually tricks her into drinking his blood. So the Church of the Sun sets off a bomb like, in a like, party. Like tricks her how? Yeah. Like, like I'm telling you. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> manipulation. Just cold fashioned lying. Okay. I just wanted to check. <laughs> a member of the Church of the Sun bombs a party full of vampires, and Eric has some shrapnel in him. And although he would naturally heal, and it pops out, um, he's like, "Oh, you need to. It's silver. You have to suck it out. It's fine." And so she sucks out the bullet and like the shrapnel um, from it, and she gets some blood in his mouth. And then Bill shows up, and he's like, "The fuck, dude! You know you would heal those." And so he like calls out Eric's lie immediately, pisses Sookie off, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god, you tricked me into drinking your blood!" But now Sookie's having sex dreams about Eric. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what a dick. What yes. but this also leads to one of my all-time favorite like Ooh. sexy dreams okay. where Sookie now having had Bill and Eric's blood is explaining to the two of them <laughs> how they should just be a thruple because she loves them both and they should all just be together <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> this is like this is a lot it's the horniest show I've ever watched this, 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 is, a, this is a lot <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but she called How many more people has she dated? Uh, there's three. <laughs> five total? Five, like five like major men in her life. Yeah. Are they all different creatures? Uh, the next three. The next three are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not shaming her for dating a bunch of people. <laughs> I want that no. to be clear. Oh, yeah. No. I'm just surprised. Yeah. 
in the sense of like, I hope they're all not manipulative assholes like Eric. No, no, it's fine. And Eric, um, this is a perfect segue. Eric, in the season with the witches, yes, Marnie basically wipes his memory. And so he becomes kind of like an empty shell of himself. Okay. But it also, he's so much more innocent and like kind and good. And so he finds him in his like lost sort of state. And he's this like, he's so cute. And she brings him back to like his little like underground because they have to sleep underground. So she brings him back to his little bunker. Um, and he's asking her all these questions and he's like, do I know you? Cause he's like, oh, you smell delicious. And she's like, don't fucking eat me. And he doesn't, <laughs> um, he's asking her all these questions and vampires will often refer to a person who they're like bonded with, especially a human as mine. It's like, are you mine? It's like, so you can have ownership and it basically oh. is not like, it's not gross. It's more of like a now other vampires can't touch you kind of thing. It's like an honor system kind of weirdness. Uh-oh. Um, so okay. if a if a human is claimed by a vampire, other vampires have to respect that. Okay. Um, but he's like, are you mine? And she's like, no. And he's like, do you want to be? <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> so he's just like, so cute and like, innocent and adorable <laughs> compared to the like, monster <laughs> that, that he was before. Does that stay the same or um, does he eventually it, He eventually regains... gets his memories back but he also still remembers that time and like during that time like Suki and him like grow quite close and like yeah. she's actually like no like he's Did he like, like this experience is... kindness? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she, she will always have that like that soft part of Eric that he doesn't show to anybody else and he just shows to Sucky. <laughs> um, which is one of those things that like I think a lot of women find attractive about like certain villains is that it's like oh well he's a he's good for me and nobody else <laughs> like, 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 it's like i am the exception oh my gosh like ford and jester from critical role there's a moment where she's like it's okay if you turn evil just not to me just not <laughs> to me like, i'm like i get that yeah it's like it's okay <laughs> i get that i don't think it's great but i get that yeah, and it's it's one of those like kind of fantasy explorations it's funny yeah. things but it's like obviously i would never want a person like this like yeah. In real life. Yeah. But it's like, TV? Books? Yes, please. <laughs> I will read that. I will watch that all day, every day. Love it. Great. Like, so... I'm not Eric in my head. is a perfect example okay. of why so many like people like that. Okay. okay. Um, eventually, okay. he gets his memories back. Um, but he also lets her... Like, Sookie gets to kind of explore her, like, bad side. Oh. He's like, you don't have to be good all the time. And so he's oh. kind of like... He kind of lets her realize that like sometimes you have to do not good things like you can't always like take the high road sometimes especially in a world as messy and complicated as theirs sometimes you have to do the morally maybe wrong things yeah. um, so she hurt people's feelings it's just like yeah sadly um, and so like i think he balances her in a very interesting way okay. where like she she learns a lot from him. Um, they eventually just kind of part ways and they always have like that special connection, but they kind of just become really close friends. Okay. Um, and it's kind of sweet and weird <laughs> that that's how it ended up. But like she, she can rely on him and he still wants to keep her safe. And so that's kind okay. of, okay. that comes in a bunch later, but it, we don't really have to talk about it. Okay. What matters is that he helped her 
explore her darkness. <laughs> Allison looks so like like she I, said that with the most tender eyes. I love their relationship so much. Are they the ones you wish would have maybe stayed together? No. Okay, keep going. And I will, like, at the very end, I will tell you how I think this should have ended, and it is not how it ended. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry for you. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he helps her see the gray instead of just, like, black and white or, yeah. like, rose-colored glasses like she had on before. Next is Sam. Sam Merlot, the owner of the tavern. Or, of not of the tavern. <laughs> I was going to in my brain. <laughs> of the switch? local watering hole. <laughs> yes. Um, that yes. she's a waitress at. Okay. So Sam and her. So her boss. Her boss. Um, her friend. Peak friend zone guy, though. They never actually dated, but he loves, loved Suki for a very long time. He okay. ends up finding a woman who he actually loves. He has a kid with. They kind of oh, that's nice. end up together that's with nice. somebody else. Um, Sam is a shifter. So he okay. can take form of different animals. So he can turn into like a bird. Uh, he oh. regularly turns into a dog. Um, turns into a he turns into a dog a lot. God. It's a very cute dog. No, <laughs> no, Marty like Sam. I think you would like Sam. Sam also goes through some like dark shit, okay. but um, everybody does. Well, it sounds like it's a dark <laughs> show. It's a very dark so. show. <laughs> so he's always had a crush on Sookie. Um, something that she knew because of her mind reading powers, but the two never really got past that final hurdle. Like a couple times they teased it, but it never really like turned into a relationship. Gotcha. Despite them never really getting to that dating, he was so super important to Sookie's growth. Um, he was dependable and reliable and would do anything for Sookie. But also when she starts letting this supernatural shit, like come in between her life, like her, her job, her friends, like, the people who she had built her like community around that she was kind of leaving behind. He fucking calls her out. He's like, I'm not going to keep like, you don't just have a job here. You can't just come back and work whenever you want to. And then miss a bunch of shifts. Mm -hmm. Like I need fucking waitresses. I need people here. And it's kind of like, he's talking about it. Like it's the job, but it's like, I need you here from like, I need my friend. I need, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he calls her out and, um, it's good. It's good to call your friends out on things that are actually important. Yeah, just just saying in real life. Yeah, and like they, he like he's like yeah, like you you manipulate me, like you use me. You know that I have feelings for you, and you you prey on that. And it's like that's one of like Sookie's like mm. flaws that I love so much. Is she just she wants to help everybody so much that she doesn't realize when she's hurting people. She doesn't, like, kind of look beyond. She doesn't see, like, the gotcha. the ramifications of her actions. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she can be, like, quite selfish. Um, he, he does. He calls her out on that. In the later half of the show, actually, when she's feeling extremely low, she tries to seek comfort and affection from Sam. So she kind of goes to him after there's been so many, like, other times where she's, like, spurned him or, like, mm-hmm. which just happened a lot. Um, and he turns her down because he can see right through that act. He's like, you're not coming to me because you genuinely want to be with me. You're coming to me because you want to be with anybody. And I'm just here. And it's so sad. I'm like, Sam has his problems, but he lets us see the, like, yeah, he lets us see those flaws that like the little bit of like not goodness in mm-hmm. Sucky and how she can be 
not great. <laughs> she's not perfect. She's not perfect. Nobody, nobody is. Nobody is. <laughs> it, gives, it gives depth to her character, as we <clears> love <throat> so much. Um, multitudes. People can be multitudes. Yeah, and he was a really good character for that. In the books, I believe she ends up with Sam. Um, is this one of those things where the shows differ from the yeah. books yeah. At, at a certain season? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't. That's that's just the one thing because I specifically looked up who Sookie ended up with because of how the show ends. Um, and it's like in the book she ends up with Sam, and oh. and the show is different. So okay. I was like, okay, I didn't I didn't find a lot of other information about the books because I didn't go looking for it. That's fair. Um, but I can see how that would have ended. But I am also happy that the show gave him. Like, it would have almost felt hollow for them to finally get together at the end after everything that they went through in the show, just to have them be like, oh, well, they were always meant to be together. Like, her, cru- like the guy who crushed on her, and it's like, they both had grown so much and been through so much, I think it would have been disingenuous mm-hmm. to the characters in the show for her to end up with him. Okay. Next up, though, is El Cid. Okay. Played by Joe Manganello. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's in this? Yes. And he is topless, like, all the time. Because wow. he's a werewolf. <laughs> oh, strap me in, ladies. <laughs> ladies, guys, and non-binary pals, strap Ooh. me in. <laughs> yeah. You want to see, like, peak Joe Manganiello? Yeah. Go watch True Blood. There he is. <laughs> I'm going to look at it right now while you're talking. Excellent. <laughs> I'll look it up right now while you're talking. Keep going, please. Yes. Um, What's his name again? Uh, Alcide. A-L-C-I-D-E. A-L- oh, um, he's, he's the top Google search. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> when I type Al. Yeah. Your phone heard us talking about him. It's like, oh, you want to look this guy up? You want to see how he looks in the show? Bob's- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I expect my werewolf men to have a little bit more fur on their body. He <laughs> doesn't, but that's fine. No, I get why <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> eyes keep like bulging out of her head as she looks at more pictures <laughs> there's a water scene that I keep seeing there is yeah there super is <laughs> this one's really dumb he's wearing like a thick cardigan and there's like you know like air mist when it's too cold out but yeah. there's like hot air and his body's out and I'm like you should have pointed nipples because <laughs> it looks and he's just like doing like the the smolder for the amount that he doesn't have a top on I would not be surprised if he just got used to being naked outside that's fair <laughs> that's that's f- because it's a lot <laughs> they do along with shifters yeah um, they do have to get naked before they change otherwise they will destroy their clothes <laughs> Back on track. It's fine. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they start off kind of just mostly being friends because he's dating somebody. Sookie's kind of with somebody else, okay, too. Okay, okay. Um, they're obviously attracted to each other, but they're both going through stuff. Okay. Um, in the early seasons, um, much like Sam, he's a dependable friend to Sookie and regularly goes out of his way to help her, even if that means protecting or helping her vampire men that are just around, depending on how they're oh, related to her. Oh, vampires and werewolves are still very um, much like, he's they just, don't drive. Uh, they don't super drive, um, especially Elsie. I'm not sure if at the beginning it's this way or not, but his pack, mm-hmm. um, or the pack that he wanted to join are like kind of in league with Russell Edgington, actually. He is giving them his blood, basically, for as like drugs, so that they'll be his like muscle. Oh. Um, so... He's like their drug dealer, and he disagrees with that. So Alcide's not really a super trusting of vampires, but okay. he likes Sookie. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, after the whole Billeth arc, so when <laughs> Bill goes crazy, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Alcide and Sookie end up dating. Cool. And she loves him, but she also knows he loves her more than she loves him. Because she's still not really, like let go of Bill. She like, it's something that she grapples with a lot. She's like, I love him. And like, I want to be with him. And I like dating him. But like, she feels guilty that she doesn't love him more mm. um, than she feels. Cause she's not like, she's not ready at this point to move on okay. from that relationship. Um, unfortunately in season seven, he dies <gasps> leaving Sookie brokenhearted. <laughs> he gets shot protecting her. It's upsetting. I wept. I weep. I cry a lot at this show. It's fine. Oh no! So I know. I know. Um, And after everything that he went to, and everything he went through, to like have him like be like happy and with Sookie, and it was just it was so upsetting. Um, I know. He's the one that like I wish that they kept him alive because I do believe that after. We're going to touch on Bill again at the very end, but I think that okay. after what happens at the end of the show between Sookie and Bill, okay. I believe that she and Alcide could have actually been happy together and she okay. could have loved him the way that he deserved. Okay. Um, and I think that they should have been together, but they killed him because why? <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why they killed him. They did. It was very upsetting. It kind of, in a way, was the way that he was treated the way that a lot of women are treated in shows where he was killed for Sookie's character development. We needed dark Uh, Sookie during that like Hep V zombie vampire. We needed Sookie who is fucking broken, ready to do whatever it takes to protect the people who are alive. Um, So it's kind of played that way, which is upsetting and sad. I'm not Um, a fan of that sort of thing at all. Yeah. But yeah, like, Again, we get to witness her, like, going through this grief. There's this really sad moment where um, she's talking to one of her friends, um, Arlene, about how Arlene got over the death of her husband. And she's like, sometimes I'd wear his jacket. And so a couple times we see Sookie, like, wearing Alcide's jacket because it still smells like him. And it's like his arms are around her again. And oh it's fucking... No. Oh, no. Oh, so no. fucking sad. Oh, no. I and, would do that. I would do that. I would do that. <laughs> it is so sad. And so sweet. And yeah, like just that little like glimpse of like happiness for her. But it wasn't like we weren't ready to end it there yet. Why? Why? Why can't shows just... Because they want pain. That's what this show is about. I hate 
So <laughs> just like just just like get rid of all expectations of you being a show that's like pain and drama and all these things and just be like, no, we're actually gonna Happiness. have a really good season ending. <laughs> it's gonna be good, we're not gonna add any drama, it's gonna be great, we're gonna no. have a good time. Nope. I don't know why my voice is talking like this. I'm holding um, in my breath. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sad. So yeah, like we get to see like Sookie's like growth and mm-hmm. a chance to happiness and unfortunately it ends. Um and now we're gonna quickly touch on Warlow. Because how can I not talk about oh, Warlow? Oh yes. So Sorry, we've talked about a lot of characters. We have talked about a lot of characters. And the best second. part is that now, since we've talked about these ones in particular, they're gonna come up so much in the other ones that at least hopefully by me talking about them so much, you will actually remember their names and everything will be a little bit easier in the next couple episodes. Um so the last new guy is Warlow, played by Robert Kaczynski. Um so this is kind of before um, before her and Elsie get together. Like, this is, like, okay. kind of, okay. chronologically, it's okay. before that. Warlow is a vampire fairy. A what? Yeah. So Warlow is the one, in, like, as far as the show is concerned, the one and only vampire fairy. So the reason why Warlow wanted a fairy bride is because he wanted to make another fairy vampire. Because he was lonely. Um, but fairies are so hard to come by that he needed another, like, half-breed fairy, which would be Sookie, in order to have them be human enough to turn into a vampire at the same time. So he is a vampire who can walk in the daylight because he is a half-fairy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Arguably is- one of the most wild parts of the show. <laughs> Never thought I'd was, see that combo, not gonna lie. No. I've heard about were- werewolf vampire combos because of, you know, what's that one movie? Underworld. Underworld. Yep. Uh, you know, I've heard of, like, just anything but a vampire fairy combo. Yeah. Um. So, this was, like, a particularly tumultuous time for Sookie as well. Okay. Because she is having this, like, crisis of identity okay. and love, and she's grappled, like, for a long time about if she wants to keep her fairy powers or not, if she wants to turn back into a human. And so she's having, like, all these crazy thoughts. Okay. And then along comes Warlow, and, like, in that, t- in that place of, like, confusion and stress it's like well isn't this a nice answer to everything oh. a person who wants to love me wants can to be with me can she read his mind because he's not nope. fully vampire okay um I, they can they can sort of read each other's minds but i it kind of alludes to the fact that he can choose right. what uh, she hears okay. but fairies can hear each other okay um so <sighs> It's like a moment of weakness for her where she's like, maybe, maybe this is my answer. Maybe my answer isn't Bill or Eric or Sam or Elsie or like any of these other guys that she's met. Maybe it's this guy who's waited for me for like hundreds of years (laughs) kind of thing. And it kind of, she builds it up in her brain, um, which is not great. It's especially because like he lies to her the first time they meet she doesn't know that he's warlow he's like i'm ben i'm super nice guy um and they kind of like hit it off um because she kind of thinks he's hot but he's like she meets him in the daytime and he's like super injured and she's like 
well, obviously this isn't a vampire. And she can kind of hear his thoughts and he kind of answers her. So she's like, you're another fairy. And so like at first he kind of gets in there Mm. by tricking her into thinking he's just another fairy. And then she finds out that he's Warlow. And like, instead of being like, obviously she's upset that he lied to her, but instead of remaining upset, she's like, well, maybe we'll just get together. Like, maybe we'll just fall in love. <laughs> and that's... Suki! I know! <laughs> Suki! Suki, no! <laughs> Suki, no! No, 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 no. So... Oh, <sighs> no. I know. I know. It's so bad. And then, like, it's, like, it's twisted in with, like, an act of rebellion against her parents, too, because her parents, like, her parents wanted dead. to kill her because, like, they were planning on killing her. And, like doing that and then Lafayette because he's Lafayette has his own kind of like medium powers he ends up channeling her father and her father in the body of Lafayette literally tries to fucking kill her again because of Warlow and so she's just so fucked in the head and she's like this will be fine okay I I, I, like I like I I get the context I still don't it's agree, so bad. But I get the context. Yeah, needed. it's like just the whole time you're just like, Sucky, don't do it. Don't do it, oh, Sucky. My shoulders are up no. and my jaw is clenched <laughs> and I feel very not good about yes. this. I need to go see my chiropractor tomorrow. <laughs> so this this relationship highlighted Sookie's <sighs> biggest weakness, which is her desire for love. Mm-hmm. Like this whole show, she's just, she's wanted love. She's mm-hmm. wanted that connection, that thing that she didn't have because her parents died when she was younger and like yeah. she couldn't connect with anybody. Yeah. And it's like, Ugh, it's so was, bad. Yeah. And she was so desperate to be loved, to find her happily ever after that she was willing to even give him a chance of all people. Um, but like during this time, she kind of, she was like, I don't want to like get married right away. So like, why don't we date? So she was literally willing to give him a chance to date. And he's like, he basically like fucking snaps and is like, fuck you. I've waited long enough. We're getting married right fucking now. And like, she ends up like Bill fight figures out what's going on. And he brings along Jason and they kind of like, they're able to like rescue Suki and Jason ends up killing Warlow. But yeah, like he just like that, that switch, switch got flipped and his nice guy, I love you. We're going to be happy together forever. Just mm. turned off. And he's like, no, I'm tired of waiting. And it gets very dark and it's mm. not good. Um, but very happy <laughs> that that happened. And it helped her on the way to realizing that maybe she does trust people too much. <laughs> like, maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> so... Back to Bill. Let's let's end on Bill because their relationship is like the core to the whole show. Is how they've like grown and everything. Okay. Um, he's not Billeth, right? Not no, he's he's gotten past that. Things happened. He's okay. he's himself again. Okay. But unfortunately, in the final season, Sookie contracts Hep V, and humans can be carriers of it, but they are not affected by it. But then they can pass it to other vampires if their blood is okay. if their blood is there. And because of Sookie's fairy blood, it's actually speeding up the virus. And so Bill is dying quicker. And a lot of the season is spent with Sookie trying to like fight this and trying to be like, no, like we can heal you. We can do this. Like you and I can be together. Cause they're finally like reconnecting and finding each other again. Mm-hmm. And Bill's like, no, I want to die. And they like, they clash on this and they fight. 
And eventually he asks her, he like kind of explains, he has a nightmare about her, about Sookie having a baby in her arms and he comes up and it's just like a black void instead of an actual baby. Because he's like, he can never give her a baby. He can never give her the life that he wants for her. Yeah. And he's always hated being a vampire, so it kind of fits that he's like, I don't want to condemn you to a life like this. Okay. So he, he asks her to kill him. To give him the true death is what it's called. Okay. And to use the last of her light to kill him. So that then she can become human, she'll be safe from vampires, and he will die at her hands instead of the extremely painful way of dying by this virus. Okay. Um, So she kind of... She doesn't agree at first, but at a little wedding ceremony for his progeny, Jessica, who we'll talk about, who he basically sees as like a pseudo-daughter, she can actually start hearing Bill's thoughts. And... Because he's the closer to death he's getting, the more human he's getting again. And so it's this kind of like weird little thing. So she can hear his final thoughts and how he's thinking of Sookie and of how he wants her to get married and to have find love and have a family and like all those things that you would want the man that you love to think about you. Yeah. But he knows that that can't be with him. And so Sookie agrees and they go to the graveyard and he literally like she fucking organizes like <gasps> the hole that he's going to fucking like, okay. like they dig up the grave because yeah. when he was turned into a vampire, he disappeared from this town. This was his hometown. And so okay. he has a grave there, but there's oh. no body in it. Okay. Um, so his family put a grave there for him. So they actually dig up his existing grave and he's like in the coffin waiting and she's like, I can't get rid of my light. I can't kill you that way. Because she, that's a part of her. She spent this entire show also accepting accepting herself. Okay. Instead, she fucking, like, gets a stake and she gets into the coffin with him. And with his help, she stakes Bill. And it's so fucking sad. (laughs) And she's, like, like, ugly crying. I would be Like, it is so upsetting. I would. (laughs) And it's, but it's. Like, uh, it's like, it sounds bad to say, like, this is the way that it had to end, but this is the way that their story had to end. Had to end. Based, okay. Um, based off everything that they've been through. And, like, she just sits there, because, like, when you stake them, they kind of, like, blow up into, like, a weird, like, puddle of blood, essentially. So she's sitting there just, like, soaking, soaked in his blood, just fucking weeping. And it's so touching and so sad and good and like (laughs) fulfilling that like that that's that part of the final season is very fulfilling i think that the way that her and bill's story wrapped up was like good and i i liked it i don't know about other people (laughs) and i didn't look that up because i didn't want to feel bad and then after after that the story kind of cuts and then we jump ahead to the future where we see Jason and he's found somebody that he loves and he has kids and Sam has kids with the woman that he loves and like there's like this little party that they're having and Sookie's pregnant and she's bringing out a platter of food and then she's like we see the back of a guy who I think was like a stunt guy um that they just like brought in because we never see his face and she kisses him and she sits down and we never see this face it's like this faceless human okay or this faceless person who she can have children with and that's it. She's happy. Everybody who's still alive in Bon Temps is happy. And it's like, here's the ending. And it's like, it's kind of anticlimactic. And like, you kind of feel like sad about it. But it's like, well, 
Sookie couldn't end up with Bill. That, that wasn't going to fucking happen. Sookie couldn't end up with Eric. That wasn't going to fucking happen. Like, Eric wasn't going to change that much. She couldn't end up with Sam, because Sam had his person, and they didn't belong together, and she couldn't end up with Warlow, because Warlow is now dead and a jackass. And it's like, and then Alcide is dead, who's like, I just, I wish they hadn't killed Alcide, because I think that after Bill was gone, Sookie could have grieved and had her time away. And then her and Alcide could have found their actual, like, happiness together. And that is my wish. And it didn't happen, but it's okay. <laughs> so he can be happy with her faceless human <laughs> figure. Her faceless human figure person. Um, and there's, like, her vampire friend. Like, a couple of her friends are vampires around the table. So it's, like, this very, like, connected... Like, she's found, like, a family unit again, okay. where, okay. like, sh- everything's been so disjointed everywhere else. This little is scene brother is, like... Okay? Her brother's okay. Okay, he's, just checking. He goes, he goes through some shit. Okay, just like, checking. He's there by the end. He's there <laughs> okay. by the end. He goes through a lot of women. A lot of his girlfriends die. Um, oh, like, well. a lot of his girlfriends I'm die. sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, he goes a little bit crazy and, like joins that church that like hate group church like against vampires um he has some issues okay okay but he comes around okay okay <laughs> just kidding okay um, so yeah i i really love suki as a character she is messy and emotional and selfish but also kind and forgiving and good she gets to wield these like crazy fairy light magic powers and she gets to fuck monsters and fall in love and learn about like good and evil in the world. She's not perfect, but since when have I ever liked a perfect character? <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> uh, this will obviously not be the last that I talk about Suki since the next episodes, we will have more time to explore her story, how her story weaves in with other female characters. And you will get to hear about all the fabulous ladies that I just kind of skimmed past. <laughs> but this is a solid, long beginning. And I hope the next episodes are not as long as this. Uh, hopefully you have like a long drive or something. <laughs> so what are you excited about right now? Fonda? Well, on the topic of monster fucking, I... <laughs> Sorry. I saw Venom let there be carnage last night. (laughs) Are you okay? No. What is how I said it? (laughs) Just that was not what I was expecting to come out of your mouth. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I saw Venom let there be carnage last night in theaters. That's exciting. My my husband took me because like. Really loved the first one a lot. Like, I don't care what anyone has to say. It was the best movie ever. (laughs) I swear to God. And when I, like, Venom Let There Be Carnage has been out for a while now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to see it. Like, I gotta see it. And, like, we were hesitant on going to theaters because of everything still. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of went on a Thursday night. There wasn't that many people. Oh, nice. It was the best thing I know I want to but I recommend it you are going to be able to buy it on YouTube for anyone that that's the only place I know where as soon as it's out for rent it's on YouTube I don't know where else it will be for streaming services but oh boy 
there's a scene where Eddie Brock's feeling emotional and he's just like talking to Venom and he's like, why does things matter? If I get a hangover, if you can heal it. If I break a nose or a foot, you can heal it. He's talking about all the things that Venom can heal. And Venom's like, but I can't fix a broken heart. Oh my God. And I died. I died died because it's just like this moment spoiler warning where like eddie's just so sad and he says a painful like a really mean comment to venom and venom's like i'm only gonna accept it because we are hurting and i was just like they i can't get over them together it's so good it's so good it i just can't talk about it enough Highly recommend it. Yes. I highly recommend it. I'm if, looking forward to it. <laughs> and I just, you know, monster fucking because yeah. it's an alien monster. Yep. If you're interested in an episode about specifics of monster fucking in regards to Venom, um, Fake Geek Girls did an incredible podcast episode that just is like oh. titled Venom. I can't remember what episode number it is. Okay. But they get into the like scientific logistical like why people educational like purpose of why monster fuckers exist um and <laughs> it's surprisingly informative i'll keep that in mind but anyways i just really liked it it was good it was oh, awesome. fun i really like how tom hardy delivered his acting for it it was very fun um I found it a little bit scarier than the first one, but that's okay. just because of Carnage. Mm-hmm. I love Carnage so he much. He freaks me the fuck out. I can't do it. But he's funny, too. Yeah. He had some moments in it where I was just like, oh, I don't want to laugh, but okay. okay. <laughs> it was a funny line. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about right nice. now. I'll probably watch it again once I can. Um, so, dear listeners... <laughs> Ending you off on more monster fucking comments. <laughs> you can find us wherever. One of our arguably horniest episodes? Maybe. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> horny on Maine, as the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. You can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at WenchBenchPod. And if you want to reach out, maybe you have more things that have to do with monster fucking, you can send us an email at WenchBenchPod at gmail.com. I'm almost done. All the art for the WenchBench was designed by the wonderful Tessa Joyce Rika, and you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Wervile. She's in Tokyo right now, looking like they're having a great time. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye! Bye! Where's the Yeah, you better be. Yeah. Oh my god. Shut up, Father. <laughs> he did the thing! He did the thing! Did. I told you! Yeah. <laughs> we thing? were talking about how you in, tease and like pester Fonda. <laughs> uh, no. Yes, you did! I understand. <laughs> that was interesting! Oh, Get out of here. It's so shocked looking. So, it's all
all just in your head. <laughs> oh my it's god! No, get out of here! Not. No, it's <laughs> not. Just you. Definitely everybody's, not. Everybody's normal except you. 